You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, Hartigan, Stapes and Broughton invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. And I, we are in Barcelona. When are you going to stop doing this pathetic joke? How many seasons has it been now? Never, James. Oh. I'm Please. Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He is my work wife, James Harrigan. He is Matthew Broughton. Oh. oh. Math. Matthew doesn't really work that way. Anyway, yes, we are, in fact, in Barcelona. In your ears and eyes. Hello, everyone. Uh, coming up today, all the goings on here in Barcelona, the tournament so far. We finally got to go to a player party once again where Zed played, not DJ Zed, apparently. Sorry if I've been saying it wrong. Apparently, it's a, it's a thing. He doesn't want to be DJ Zed. He's all grossed up. He is a Grammy award-winning artist who just goes by the four-letter abbreviation Z-E-D. Oh, it's an abbreviation. Well, it's not his real name, is it? Oh, I don't know. Apparently, you're good friends with DJ. Sorry, with Zed. We're back <laughs> streaming again on PokerStars.tv and on Twitch. Speaking of Twitch, our guests today are Finton and Spraggy, two new Twitch streamers. Two new members of Team PokerStars Pro Online. Oh, wow. Geez, all of the titles. I'm looking forward to meeting those guys. Uh, they will be playing one of my classic games, as guests say. Uh, oh, I don't think we warned them about that. Well, yeah, these guys are from Twitch, so I've made the game easy AF, as they say. Uh, <laughs> if they can't get these questions, I don't know. I'm going to start making the, uh, the question subjective, like, what's your favorite color? Exactly. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. Green? Oh, green? Nothing happening there. Whatever, we'll make it work at some point. <laughs> All right, but before we get going, I have a, a quick, uh, uh, a couple of quick things about the hotel. It's been a while since we talked to hotels. First of all, uh, wh wh what's up with this? Why is my bed like this? It looks why like you I, have two separate why do beds I have two? pushed together. Yeah, that's it. What well, good is this to me? I'm sorry, you obviously drew the short straw when it came to hotel room allocation. That's what my bed has been like every year at this hotel. In which case, you've drawn the short straw every single year. And I drew a really short straw last year because I had a young lady come visit, and that's, uh, oh. we basically had separate bedrooms, which was fine for her. Maybe she I'm rang sure. ahead. <laughs> Maybe that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Secondly, I think my maid might be mad at me. Um, I woke up uh, this morning, uh, she, you know, I had the room clean yesterday, I woke up this morning, four bottles of conditioner. <laughs> you know, there's supposed to be like a body lotion, a body wash, a conditioner, and uh, I don't know, something else. I'm going to guess that you didn't shampoo. open any of them. Well, I tried. You can't really wash your body with a conditioner. And I realized also that, I, at first I thought maybe it's a coincidence, you know, all the bottles look the same. Has this happened to you guys? You know, there's the shower head and then yep. the hose thing. And it's like every morning, even though I've been using the shower every day, trying to remember, is it forwards for the shower head or backwards for the shower head and next thing and every time it's the wrong one and you get squirted in the face right in by the, face. the upright stick yeah. right in the face so this is why I think the maid might be mad at me and then I realized it probably has something to do with the towel I keep next to my computer uh. it could be what it is. Uh, speaking of computers, what do we got for uh, what do we got for social media? We got some tweets. Yes. Now, obviously, on the last edition of Poker in the Years, without anything for your eyes, we announced our live show at the Hippodrome in London's West End, celebrating our 100th episode, which is Tuesday, the 26th of September. We announced that tickets went on sale. There has been largely positive reaction, Joseph. Uh, yeah, it's funny because I asked, do we have any tweets? Even though I know. I, I but I loaded these all onto my computer We earlier. have Christopher <laughs> Bean, who is really looking forward to Poker in the Years live in September, and asks Matt Broughton, will there be a Badoogie game? First of all, Badoogie's not even real, right? It's like an inside joke no. that you have. No, it's now available on PokerStars oh, in wow, the really? lobby. Uh, no, sadly, no Badoogie game 
as yet. And plus the fact I'm the waster. There's someone called Waster somewhere <laughs> that's got a tweet going, what's, what's a Badoo? Can I just point out that this is a lack of brand consistency because you are Waster on PokerStars, but the Waster on Twitter. That's true. Because when we were born in the day and age of not, like our parents didn't teach us about social media, like, well, we locked up your website for you when yeah, we started yeah. the college fund. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you had to get what you could. Um, hey, at least they're calling you something now, though. Like, at least there's a I have semblance of attempting to know who you are. I'm just happy to be acknowledged. More mentally. tweets. Yes, indeed. Uh, so obviously Simon Baker, not the mentalist, uh, points out a live recording of Poker in the Ears at the Hippodrome. If it wasn't such a long drive, then I'd love to attend. This is how much Christopher Bean loves it. I'm scheduled to be in London that day for a meeting. We can split a hotel if you want to go. Aww. We are bringing super fans together. I don't know that there is anything in the world that I am a big enough fan of to split a hotel room with <laughs> another stranger, stranger yeah. fan of that thing. That's how much they love it. They love it so much, the first batch of tickets. And bear in mind, these are free tickets. So obviously, a lot of people are going to claim them because it's free. But the first batch of tickets went on sale in the rewards store, went within like, what was it, 20 hours? So By sale, you mean with the ticket price of? Zero. Okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. But the point is, they, they all disappeared. <laughs> and so we've made more available. But I think we've prioritized UK players because let's be honest. Who is really going to travel from overseas to see the recording of a podcast followed by a live poker tour? Send me a screenshot of your plane ticket. I will get you in. Sure. To wow. poker in the ears That's and eyes sure. live. So just to be clear, we did announce that tickets had gone completely, but we have reallocated a certain number exclusive for UK players. So if you've got a PokerStars UK account, you'll still see those tickets in the rewards store. And just to be clear, we're going to do the show live on stage with special guests, and afterwards we're going to play in a poker tournament with tournament tickets as prizes. Excellent. And, and though I did jokingly talk about, like, it's starting to look like a group superfan versus Stapes could be on the boil. If we get enough of our super fans in the room, it feels like we should probably start thinking about how to utilize those in a big cool. kind of fight Love off. It. Anything more on this subject, Joe? I think there might be one more. Yes, and this obviously was in response to my <coughs> announcement that uh, tickets had sold out. Just to clarify, more now available. Gareth Taylor points out that was quick, but I got mine. Really looking forward to a fun event. Will you guys be playing the tournament? The Waster. Thanks. He gets it correct. And yes, we are going to play the tournament with 100 pound bounties on our heads because it's the 100th episode. And remember, on the Sunday afterwards, Sunday the 1st of October, there'll be an online free roll open to everyone, uh, which is going to have a $5,000 prize pool with $100 bounties on the three of us. Now, even though the live version of the podcast was the biggest poker news of the week, there was also the smaller news item. Of the PCA coming. Well, that was announced a couple of weeks ago, and the reaction has been mostly positive to this. I think people have an affinity with that. Steve Mark was a little bit confused why the branding Steve about Steve Mark is them. often confused. Yeah, just for a higher buy-in. No, it's not just for a higher buy-in. The, the brand change is because people were still calling it the PCA. We've built it up over 12 or 13 years. It makes sense for it to still be the PokerStars Caribbean adventure. He says it will just further confuse the poker community. The one thing I wanted to pick out of this though was the thing about the high buy-in because clearly the feedback from the poker world was they want the PCA to be a 10k not a 5k and some people feel well hang on a second that's unfair it makes it elitist it's stopping like normal people from being able to play here's my thing if you are a normal person you ain't playing you ain't playing a 5k no so you certainly so, you're not I don't, playing a 10k. I don't think Steve Mark was playing the 5k or the 10k or the 5.0 dollar point being that if we're talking about okay. a big buy-in tournament you're going to be needing to satellite in. Now, again, people say, well, hang on a second. If it's a 10K main event, 
there's going to be less opportunity. Aren't but there like satellites up the yang first? Exactly. Of all for this well, thing? paradoxically, number one, there's going to be a much bigger promotion with more satellites running, but also satellites are fueled by volume. And if there is more excitement about the PCA, if there's more interest in the PCA, regardless of whether it's a 5K or a 10K, there are obviously going to be more packages available. And I think that's what's going to happen. And I would be shocked if we didn't send more qualifiers to PCA 2018 than we sent to the Bahamas in 2017. <laughs> Packages. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. That's your contribution. Uh, Michael Zajac, very happy. Great call on the PCA coming back. Brand value is hard to build, and it's already not an awkward part of a European tour. Um, just one thing very quickly before we move on. Mm. Um, I'm worried about Matt. Because oh, we know that Matt has issues Parts of him have been replaced by mechanics. Uh-huh. He is He's falling apart. Yeah, he is a to the extent that whilst hosting live coverage of the PokerStars Championship Barcelona main event a couple of days ago, Matt randomly just started bleeding live on air. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, I just suddenly sprung a leak. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. We were—I have no idea how we were just commentating, and then I thought I can feel something. I just looked—just me and James stared at my arm as blood just started to just fall out of a hole. It's fine. I've got some gaffer tape, and uh, don't worry if that happens I guess again. It's more pleasant than what started randomly coming out of my body five minutes before. Exactly. We let's not dwell on that. Let's not. Let's okay. talk about. Do you want to do at the party? Because this was before. Before we get to the party, sorry, I had a moral dilemma. I okay. want to bring up to you guys. So uh, I did a stand-up show in Vegas uh, towards the end of the World Series, and a bunch of poker players came out. And one poker player in particular, Dan O'Brien, came up to me, and he was like. I really want to try stand-up comedy. Can you help me? And for, it, my first reaction is always like, yeah, man, happy to do it. And then my second reaction is, man, I must not be very good if like, I go on stage and immediately some poker player is like, you know what? I, I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> so uh, we made a deal, and the deal was that uh, he was going to – I was like, you got to strike while the iron is hot. Don't put it off. Just come do open mic. Don't worry about making the set perfect. you got to just get on stage. And he said to me – Okay, I'm going to make a bet with you, 1000 to 1, $1,000 of mine to your $1 that I will go to the open mic with you on September 5th in Los Angeles. Uh, and if I don't go, I'll give you 1000 bucks. And I was like, look, I don't really care about the money. I just want you to go, but fine. If this motivates you, fine. Well, my travel plans have changed. <laughs> right. And I'm not going to be in Los Angeles on September 5th. Right. So my moral dilemma is, do I tell him that? And let him get out of the bet, or like wait until like September fourth to see if he cancels first. Oh, I I would say don't mention it to him until after. Let uh, him even be there on the night, no. wondering where you are. See, wow. Okay. So Matt's like, just keep it to yourself for him. For his by the way, sake. nobody tell him for his sake because you, this is something you want him to do. So you don't. That is true. I do want him to do, but the thing is, I don't expect him to go if I'm not going to be there. Exactly, exactly. So I actually think that, look, Dan's a nice guy, so why would you hesitate? Yeah, because he books a plane ticket Exactly. I think you have a duty of responsibility to call him and say, look, I really still want you to do this. Let's try and find another date, find another time, and the bet will still be on for that, but this particular date, I can't do. I just don't want to owe him a dollar. Things are tight. Things are tight in the Stapleton household right now. Luckily, all the drinks were free Yes, at the player party. This was a fun night. I was skeptical going in, but actually it was a really fun night. It was fun. And also the, the one of the funniest things about it was it's not like we'd really discussed we're definitely going to the party. 
we kind of all flew in, we're going to go and have some dinner, and we finished dinner late enough, we were going, well, actually, the party is just about to start. We're we all kind of here. literally finished dinner at 10 o'clock, and it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. they've just opened the doors. It's Let's actually go. a testament to how old we're getting to, because the three of us were there as soon as the doors were open, and I kind of felt like a loser until I saw Liv and Igor and a bunch of the other team pros who were also like, Zed, 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 Zed. Yeah. I was a, it was a bit frustrating to have to wait two hours for the headline act, although mm -hmm. the warm-up DJ, who I assume is just a normal house DJ at Opium, did play some wonderful late 90s floor fillers, which Matt and I were singing along to. Yeah, it no, was, he really knew how to pl press play on that playlist. He, really, <laughs> he, he, really he was it. all over the cheese. But when we finished the dinner and James like, look, I've got the wristbands, the timing's good. And Joe's like, oh, do you know, I'm not sure. Like, it was just in his shorts sure. and so I was just like, I really don't know. And we kind of, it felt like a little bit, I'm, I, I was going, look, we're here. We're standing in front of the door. This is stupid. We've got an opportunity finally. And Joe's like, yeah, reluctantly. And then if you press fast forward three and a half minutes, Joe's up on a podium <laughs> because there's a camera there. And, and it's like, do you know what? I've never seen a transformation from reluctant to life and soul of the party. I threw a, I got a little pouty. At some point, though, because I saw everyone up like on the in the VIP area and there's like a bunch of people, Twitch streamers who were like have been on the team for like five seconds who are like in the VIP area. And I'm like down on uh, the floor. What like point did you not realize that we were invited in and could go in? I didn't. I don't know. I thought it would have been nice to ask be asked. I get look, I'm saying I look. I was being bratty. Look, I was tired. I was jet lagged. I just got in that day. I mean, obviously from L.A. There, it, I wanted to be front and center because I wanted to be blasted in the face continuously with a <laughs> CO2 can. <laughs> that did in fact happen. So there was there was dancing out of box. Uh, there was a lot of uh, chicanery, camaraderie. A lot of me. Um, my my best friend used to describe my dancing as stomping and clapping. Nothing but wrong with that. Is, why why would I talk about it? What I can show you. We've got highlights. What, we've got highlights. Now, here's the thing. Here's uh, the deal. There is always a but, There's right? always a but. We actually don't own the rights to any of the music Zed played, nor can we afford to license those rights. Mm -hmm. So, accompanying this video, we've had to include some well-known public domain hits. Uh, if you're listening to this in the podcast, just enjoy the music for a while. at my funeral and celebrate like that <laughs> this was real he actually did play that two minutes into the party live let me touch her and everything <laughs> it was a little bit like Christmas with what the free drinks and the livebury. It it loses something of the my memory of it. It's not not quite the same as that. But I wouldn't want to be in the VIP. We were right there in the front and center. We were we were getting down. I mean, after twenty minutes, we were like, should we go home? <laughs> I actually had one moment where I was in the bathroom and someone had puked in the toilet, and I was having uh, such a like a little hissy fit with myself, and I was like, well, I guess this is just my job now. And then I. 
You cleaned it up. Yeah, I got it on video, actually. I'll post it later. Like, I was, I was like, even though no one was what? there to witness it. Why would you do that? Because I was like, well, if I can't be in the VIP area, I might as well be cleaning, might as well be cleaning I the bathroom. I should have really have passed on the message that we've been invited in, shouldn't I? <laughs> yes. I would have saved that you. That would have changed things. I could have ended of... with no puke on my hand. <laughs> don't, don't forget, I'm at the stage where I'm just happy if people remember my Twitter handle. So I, hadn't even, <laughs> I didn't even think about the VIP lounge. I was just happy to be there in the first place. The one thing we couldn't get in the video that we tried so hard at was that we kept getting blasted in the face by CO2, like this smoke machine, which was the most intense one I I'd ever seen. Yeah. And it, it kept hurt your eyeballs every yeah. time it went off. It kept knocking my hat off. <laughs> and we kept trying to get it on video. And you know, it would be like doom, 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 doom. Build up, build up. <sighs> Bang. So then the next build up would happen and Matt would have the camera out and be like, Yeah, I have about 16 different versions of it not happening. And me going to this. Yeah. To nothing. Yeah. We tried. <laughs> anyway, good time. We didn't stay out too late. Although I did consider going like going home and getting changed and going back. I didn't do it, though. Good boy. I didn't do it because I wanted to be fresh for poker in the ears. we got to wrap up this segment for right now. But when we come back, it'll be Fenton and Spraggy. Welcome back to Poker in the Ears and Eyes from Barcelona. Joining us now are two of the guys who are uh, taking up my space in the VIP booth at the oh. party. <laughs> really were you guys, were you guys even there? I don't even know. I, Oh, we had a great time. We, we were. <laughs> Fantastic. I hadn't even met them yet, so I was like, well, there's two people who probably are going to drink less alcohol than I would, so it makes sense from a financial perspective yeah. why they'd be up here. Please welcome to the show, Finton Hand and Spraggy. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. Hey, I'm Joe. This is like a common theme. When we joined the team, there were several other members of the team who didn't know who we were. But oh. Benjamin Sprague. Ben Sprague I, I like. knew to be looking for you. I just hadn't met you yet. So Benjamin Sprague, Spraggy. I was going to ask for the origin story of the nickname, but it seems fairly obvious there you go. at this point. Now, just to be clear, the only reason you knew Finson Hand is because of his tweets to the live stream yeah, in didn't the you Have you been trying to win, like, card protectors and stuff like that? Every um, little helps, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every little bit. So is that uh, is, so you're a poker fan first? Is that where you come from? Uh, one of my friends was like deep in a few EPT tournaments. Kevin Clean, he came third EPT oh, London. Yeah, Kevin I was Killeen. I was wearing the Shamrock suit, and you gave me a lot of abuse for being a financial advisor on the stage. <laughs> I see. When the deal came up, yeah, you came on to uh, advise him, and you felt like he'd made a very unwise decision when you seen my choice of outfit, and I got a lot of stick for that over like next like few months. Well, I appreciate you being a good sport about that because even though it's my job to sort of poke fun at that, without that, what am I going to talk about? You know what I mean? Like, if some guy in a green suit doesn't show up to be like, money, 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 in my green suit, like, then it's, you know. And also, you notice that Joe completely forgot it. It's like, that's what Joe does, is he swoops in, ruins someone's life, <laughs> and then moves on to the next target, not realizing that like, he's, meanwhile, left you with months of abuse. And he's I'm like, obviously what guy? A what guy in the green? unhappy person, if you haven't been listening to this podcast before. <laughs> so, and what about the, the two of you as a, as, a, as a team, as a double act? How did this come about so well it's kind of we've not known each other for very long a lot of people think that we're really close or we've been close for ages i mean we are pretty close now because we have to do things like this together all day every day <laughs> yeah but um that's kind of how james and i became friends we both started just streaming on our own channels on twitch but then i think poker stars wanted daily content going out and everybody else is too busy or important or doing real, <laughs> real things so then they kind of got the available? best of a bad bunch who's got time no no yeah. no no 
Fenton and Sprugly. Let's get these two guys together. If you take your 100 followers and your 100 followers, <laughs> we can combine them or multiply them or whatever it is. How uh, how has streaming been going uh, for you two? As it, uh, I guess let's start off. I, I didn't get your background. We'll start. Uh, so I've been playing poker for like seven or eight years. I used to okay. play. I played full time out of uni, so I've never had a job. Um, and then I just started streaming on Twitch probably about two years ago. Um, You've been streaming for that long? Yeah, well it takes a while because when you first log in, when you first do your first stream, there's no one there. You're just talking to like, you know, two or three people. So it takes a while to build an audience until, you know, PokerStars want you to come on the channel. So what, what, I've been doing that you, for What years, was your basically. like thing? Did you have a thing or did you just, I'm going to play every day and stream it? Or did you have money. a, and this is what I'm going to do? No, he's a miserable Englishman who never smiles and people for some reason took to it. <laughs> yeah. Do they think you're Matt Damon? Is that part of uh, There's a little bit of Matt Damon, <laughs> but then there's also, um, What's his name from, he was in Hellboy. Um, Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. Ron, Ron yeah. Perlman, there's a bit of Ron Perlman. Kevin De Bruyne, who plays for Man City. <laughs> but, like, people Bad love Boy. a look like, the guy from Breaking Bad, Jesse Plemons. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Who oh, shot, yeah. Landry, shot the kids. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but you didn't have like a gimmick, it's not like I'm going to stream, no, no, but the it was thing more... I'm going to do is dot dot dot. Well, the poker was never going to carry me because I'm not very good at that. I wanted to wait, 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 hold on a second. You just said that you've never had a job though, so you must be okay. Okay, I used to be okay, but like poker evolves, right? And then if you get lazy, which poker players are, well, mm -hmm. or I was. So like I'm, I'm semi-decent at poker, but you can't build an, um, there's probably better players than me. Sure. So um, I don't know, I'm kind of like the antidote to the Jamie Staples and streamers like Jeff Gross who are very, Hype and you know animated and I just kind of sit there and don't do much really. <laughs> You're not but really people, selling people, it. No, people tend to enjoy it. People know. like Moribund. Luckily what can you say? People have been getting annoyed since we've been streaming together. Daddy actually smiles occasionally. Like it was his really. His You're ruining it. You're ruining <laughs> yeah. his image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot more morose on my own. And what about the two of you together? Have you figured out what the dynamic is yet? Um, he talks a lot. I don't usually get a word in, so I usually just. We're usually just poking fun at each other. Like people, some like we have this thing that people genuinely think that we don't like each other a lot, and that we've been forced to do it. But like, of course, we obviously get on well. But sometimes people like give stick to the person saying that we went too far, like poking a joke at each other. But it's it's always in good like spirits and whatever. Have you guys ever genuinely gotten irritated? Last last night actually. Two nights we, ago. Yeah. Two nights ago we went out. Look at they're even arguing right, about when the story <laughs> took place. Act it was two nights ago, right? This is this Here's is our thing. entire. I want to get the story down because I know if. I let him tell it, he's going to mis misrepresent what was said. So, so this is how like, it works, by the way, with this. I tell the story, you, know-it-all, corrects it. Yeah, okay, okay. So you go ahead, you get to go first. Right, so um, Finton's like a huge Conor McGregor fan, right? And we were talking about McGregor and Mayweather fight coming up, and I said that the only reason that the line is moving so far in that Floyd's not a huge favorite is because people are probably worried that the fight isn't legit. And I personally said that I thought if there was that much money on the line, there's a decent chance that fight isn't legit. I'm with him, by the way. And like you know, once you get that much money involved, it's not it's not going to be legit. And then Finton's like, the chances of it being not legit increase. Increase, right? So Finton's like, you've ruined it for me now. You've ruined. I've, <laughs> no, I've, no, I've no. one thing to no, look forward no, to no. the whole year. You've ruined no. it because if Floyd wins, no. he's not happy because Conor lost. And if Conor lost, he has to do with if Conor wins rather, he has to do with me being like it's a fix. I'm just not going to be able to enjoy a win now, and obviously I'm not going to enjoy it if Conor loses because if he wins, Spraggy's just going to be like, well, obviously he was. It was always going to be rigged. There's going to be a second fight. So. The only way I ever win in this situation, if he, if Connor wins, there's a rematch and Connor wins, which is obviously like 0.5% or something, even smaller possibly. That and was our first little proper. That was your first little thing. But we got over it. Are you going to watch the fight together? I'll be at home in Walter, so. He, if, originally we thought maybe we'd be in Barcelona for the fight still, but we're actually going back uh, later tonight. 
But even if we were here, your plan was to watch it in a darkened room, wasn't it? I, I can't. I can't be around people. I'll You're that to... big of a fan that you have to like be alone in the dark, biting your fingernails. Yeah, pretty much. But I just don't want to drink around people that I'll potentially have to work with over the next couple of years. And if Connor, like, it, because if it's like if Mayweather comes out and just smokes him and it's not even close, it's fine. But if like Connor even looks like he has a small chance of winning and I get emotionally invested in it, like I don't want to be screaming and making a show Crying. myself. There could be tears as well if it goes like. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I care about anything that much in my life. <laughs> what about James? No, not a few tears. Oh, maybe if he got beat up by Conor McGregor, I would. What if, I would put a couple of bucks on Conor. <laughs> <laughs> what if James and Matt got in a fight? Who are you taking? Uh, I think it's. Well, the thing is this: Matt's a Matt's a monster. All right, Matt's Matt hides it well. He knows like judo and karate and <laughs> karate, ca capoeira and caparena and all the things like that. The problem is James cheats. Yeah, James I fight fights, dirty. James yeah. fights dirty. I'd, I'd find a way of, of he'd come up a to knife me. in there. He, he, I was just gonna say he'd come up to shake hands and then he'd put a really tiny blade <laughs> just through my ribs and it'd be like the end of Gladiator yeah, where like you think I'm doing okay, but actually I'm really slowly <laughs> just bleeding out of a hole in my arm just really over the space of six hours. So why, uh, tell me, and hopefully this doesn't put you on the spot too much, why should we watch your stream instead of Lex or Jamie or anyone else because it's on? Uh, I think it's the, it's the only stream where there's like two people going, so I think it brings a different dynamic and it gives more chance of deep runs and like, because we're playing twice as many tables because obviously there's two players. And I just think it's fun to have like people like bantering back and forth. That's not just someone having to interact with the chat the whole time. Like I like both the streams you're talking about, so like I'm not trying to diss them, but I just think that it's no, of like course not. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to set you up to diss them in, yeah, yeah. in any way. Just, you know, there's there's room out there for lots of different, uh, you know, successful streams. I mean, there's, if, you go, if you go onto the Twitch poker directory right now, there are, still, there are hundreds of streamers on, right? Who have like 10, 15, you know, range of viewers all the way up. So clearly, it's like anything. People have their own tastes, their own favorites. It's like, okay, we're all action films, but some people like James Bond, some people like Fast and Furious, whatever. Do you know what, you know what I'm saying? Just shh, um, shh. Don't say anything. I like don't both. Do anything. He does like both. Oh, you're a huge James Bond fan. He starts talking about, but yeah, don't just. No, that's a whole. I can see him smiling. Like the he's show, getting ready. The show's only an hour. Yeah, so I don't know. Lex is Lex caters to some uh, one audience and drunks. Yeah, Jamie's you know like he had North American. Ex everyone's excited all the time, and we're. We have a different know. sense of humor to them guys. I think like it's not the Nordic. Like I think the UK and Ireland humor is like pretty unique in that like. We just like taking the piss out of each other, whereas, you know, it's not as happy-go-larry, which I know this, you say like it's not selling it, but like I just think like we do appeal to the more like European base. Sure. I must say there was like when, when we first started taking notice of the, the, you know, the Somervilles and the Staples, it's quite exhausting to watch them for any length of time, I find. Like if it's, you know... Because of the energy they're putting forward. And it's like this noise, 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 noise. And I appreciate that's their style and I applaud that they're able to keep up. But actually as a Brit to follow that for more than 20 minutes, I feel I have to like take a moment away because it's just like non-stop high energy. So actually people laid back almost disinterested in their own stream is what I'm looking for, chaps. <laughs> I do understand You're, you're in very much the right place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, Ben, you said that you started playing poker right out of school. Uh, Finton, have you done anything in the world? Because a lot of the time, uh, I'm trying to tee up the game right now. A lot of time I have folks come on who have really only ever played poker in their lives, and they don't, they can't answer any of the questions I have for them. <laughs> um, I, not really. I've been a poker dealer, so it's not really 
strange. Excellent. The field. So this should go well. <laughs> this is a game that I'm calling Notorious PICs. Now, this is uh, partners in crime, okay? Various double acts that have existed, just like the two of you. Some of them forced to be together, like you guys created like a boy band. Uh, others uh, started off as friends first. We're going to, uh, by the way, if you need a lifeline, you may Hector a Hardigan or you may beg a Broughton, okay? Two lifelines, couple of questions coming at you guys right now. The actors playing this dynamic duo did admit to intentionally stuffing their undergarments for comedic effect in their 1960s TV show. Who was the dynamic duo, the part, the notorious PICs? 1960s, I was minus 30 years old. That is true. Well, none of us were alive in the 1960s, mapped by maybe a decade or so. I would so. say that through the decades, though, including present day, they are still known as the dynamic duo. Big clue there. I started off with the easiest one. Yes. <laughs> we're in big trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. Okay, we're right. We are looking for Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, the dynamic duo. Have you heard of them? Have you but heard you of them? You said Batman? the actors who played them. And you said they're I still going. Like, that's characters, no? I feel like we've been cheated here a little bit. Well, in fact, you know, as soon as you said the actors, I was expecting it to be Adam West and Burt Ward. The actors playing this dynamic duo. Right. And the answer Either way, fine. Anyway, matter. you didn't know the answer two. either way. I would have given you that Burt Ward. The real quick stuff. Question two. These partners in crime satirize animated violence in their show within a show. I'm in so much trouble here. Like, movies. I'm in big trouble. Show within a show? It's a TV show. Within a TV show? Within a TV Itchy show. and Scratchy. Itchy and Scratchy is yes. correct. There we go. They may have one brain between them. Here we go. These two somewhat interchangeable Brits are often only identified correctly by their height differential. Anton Deck yes. is correct. All right. Now, see, look, we're, we're finding, we're finding our feet now, right? Do you guys want to skip straight to Hector Hardigan on this one? Who are the childhood pals of William Shakespeare's Hamlet? Do you know, this is so bad because I don't Hamlet in school. Oh, I, did, I did Othello. Got any Othello questions? <laughs> I will give you a clue. I will, I will happily I give it. you the answer, but the they're dead. Just, just. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Oh. How about this? These, these partners in crime were childhood friends with the crazy idea to put a motor on a bicycle. Name, name a motorcycle. Harley and Davidson. There yes. we go, Harley and Davidson. Oh God, Watson and Crick, you're not gonna get. It. All right, here we go. <laughs> so rude. It's so patronizing. It's not going to happen. Uh, these two literal partners in crime were gunned down by law enforcement while driving a stolen Ford V8. Body and Clyde, Fenton's on the board. Two more questions to go. Maybe more. Depends on how much time we have. If one of these two partners in crime started dating a rich girl or a man-eater, the other probably wouldn't go for that. Oh, I like that. A rich girl or a man-eater? It's, it's, there's, there's hints here. Man-eater. Man-eater was a song by Nelly Furtado. Oh my Nelly God! <laughs> no, no, Nelly no, and you're Kelly. absolutely right, you're right. It's just, it's... it's I wasn't guessing. <laughs> there's another song called Man-eater man by a double act several decades earlier. Yeah. Do you know how old we are, just out of interest? Yes, 12 and 15. Do you know that the world existed before you guys, though, right? I wasn't was... aware. I thought it revolved around me, so... <laughs> All right, two more questions. Here we go. This is a tough one, but it's one of my favorites. But what was the answer, Joe? Put everyone out there. Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates was the answer we were looking for. Uh, one's orange, the other is green, while they are foods. Partner in crime foods. Background actors are often instructed to recite their names to appear as if they're talking in a scene. Apples and oranges? Oh, that's a, that is those are that is one of them is green and one of them is orange. I'll give you know what I'll give it to you. Peas yes. and carrots. Peas and carrots is what we were looking for there. This is supposed to go peas. And carrots. Oh. If you're, if you're an extra well, in a movie scene. Last question. I here. didn't know that either. No, I didn't know that. These partners in crime from the animal kingdom 
consist of a bizarre-looking horse and a bird that shares James's college nickname. Hey. A strange-looking horse. Like a zebra. A zebra is one half and James's college nickname. We're looking for the symbiotic relationship that exists between the zebra and the oxpecker. <laughs> you really I tried to stitch it up. I, I don't, well, I, I figured that the last one was not going to be gotten by you guys. Overall, Just, what was their score? I think it was uh, four out of ten, which you think is a disaster. You guys right? crushed it. Trust me, you have performed better than 90% of poker players who compete on this podcast in Joe's Stupid Quizzes. Well done, guys. A pleasure having you on the show. I uh, hope to catch your stream eventually because, you know, I like subdued Brits. Sometimes I need a break from Jamie Staples. <laughs> Appreciate it very much. When we get back, we'll be joined by our super fan, Marius Cebu. Back after this. Poker in the ears. Welcome back to Poker in the Ears and Eyes from Barcelona. Very excited right now for a special edition of Superfan versus Tapes because the guy sitting across from me here, 10,000 X'd his money here in Barcelona. He qualified for $1 via spin and go. Please welcome from Norway, Marius Sibu. Dude, how thrilled are you? Very excited. Actually. I didn't mean to be on this show. Then uh, oh. <laughs> to meet Joe. <laughs> then personally. meeting me must be a huge thrill. And then there's that ten thousand yeah. euros you want. Well, it's in the top ten at least. Yes. <laughs> Take it. Uh, yeah. So uh, you're ten thousand euros richer. Yeah. Uh, are you thrilled? Is that going into your bankroll? Are you going to buy something, something nice for your grandma who you brought with you on this trip? I actually don't know yet. Um, some of it is going to my bankroll, but some of it is going to pay down the school. So. I don't know how much I have left after that. Let's not forget cat food, vet's yeah. fees. They are all considerable expenses. <laughs> Basket of kittens for you that we're also going to ship. The one right. question that we failed to ask, and I will be finding someone in the production team and admonishing them later, what is the name of your cat? Uh, Pella is his name. Pella. Yeah. He's nine years old. Pella's actually Norwegian I, for girlfriend. I would, I would happily do this entire 15-minute segment about the cat because James loves cats. I love cats. So I love every kind of cat. We want to get to the game uh, quickly, but I do want to know some more things about you. What are you in school for? Uh, business administration, a third year. Now. And do you plan on uh, having a real job or do you want to be a poker player? Uh, that depends, but uh, I will finish school now at least before I pursue any more poker. That is good news. I would tell you this, and maybe this is off brand, I wouldn't expect to 10,000x my money. Every Very time. often, no. Every time. yeah, results not typical. Uh, you know, you can leave a guaranteed winner at this point if you wanted to retire from the game. <laughs> what is what is one? You know, you, you seem like a very reasonable young man uh, with what you decided you're deciding to do with the money. What's one thing you're gonna just blow the money on? I know you got a PS4. Yeah, uh, I got a PS4 when I cashed really big in my cash game once. Uh, I don't think I will blow that much money now. Maybe buy a couple of sunglasses, uh, cheap watch, something like that. Oh, I'm, I'm liking this this outlook. Online. I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna play ten thousand more spinning games. <laughs> it's it does feel like you should have at least one physical object, even if it's a pretty cheap physical object. Something that you know that troll this is I got from this was from the ten uh, a. Yeah, I, I will actually buy a new poker set though because I have a table at home and I have like the, the uh, chips that's only with the colors. Okay, no, I'll tell you what we'll do. The house. We were we were joking earlier on about the fact that so this guy's just. Binks his trip to Barcelona, cash for 10,000 euros, and now we're going to give him the chance to win, like, a satellite ticket for another PokerStars championship. How about this? Play for a chip set. 
Sure. Okay, if you win this quiz, if you beat Joe and Superfan versus Stapes, we will ship you a PokerStars chipset. And I like your chances. Are we ready to go? Yes. Great. All right. Superfan versus Stapes. So we did reset the rules recently and said that the quiz subject has to be either something poker related something or something I've heard of. Something that Joe knows something <laughs> about. Now, you chose video games of the 2000s. And, Joe, I imagine you spent a lot of time in that decade. I sure did. I, You know, basically, computer games were my cat. <laughs> and so. this is a quiz that you didn't have to do any research for. I, I didn't do I had to check the, the years because, obviously, I'm very old, as we've established. So my poker, uh, poker my uh, video games knowledge is a bit vintage and modern so i had to make sure that everything i was talking about was at least from the year 2000 onwards so i'm going to do my best to say the last 17 years great no questions about mist then oh, and and in all of these instances you probably know the way this works you're going to be able to pick the number of the uh, the actual question you want each one is going to be worth two points if you can just give me the answer but every single one has a multiple choice if you need to call upon that okay. for a single point simple as that james is going to keep scores first of all pick a number between one and ten. Four. Four. Which game picked up the BAFTA for Game of the Year in 2014? So basically, what was the best game of the year in 2014? I'm going to need the multiple. Uh... Okay, your options are Far Cry 4, Destiny, Hearthstone, or The Last of Us. Oh, the Last of Us. I'm afraid it wasn't. Oh, no. Huh? It was Destiny. <laughs> Destiny. I probably would have gone The Last of Us also. Yeah, well, there you are. That's why the questions are so clever. Yeah. Number between one and ten, please, Joseph. It is always coming seven. It is always coming seven. Arguably one of the greatest first-person shooters ever seen on console was by Bungie Studio and featured a superhuman soldier sent to destroy an alien race known as the Covenant. Can you name the game? You've just described so many first-person shooters. But which ones are by Bungie Studio and feature the Covenant? I feel like if I ask for multiple choices, it's going to be the same three choices that are in my head. I'm, I'll give them to me. Is it Half-Life, Doom 3, Team Fortress, or Halo? Halo? Yes. It is. Because That's a point. That's I didn't point. know the Covenant, and I've never owned a Halo game. Right, okay. There's a bonus. Can you tell me the name of the hero in Halo? Master, I want to say the joke, uh, Master Chief. It is Master Chief. Oh. I want to say Master Chef. Yeah. <laughs> Show has opened up a 2-0 lead after the first round. Okay, another number, please, sir. We'll take uh, number one. Okay, number one. One of the first hits on the PlayStation 2 was a third-person shooter made by Capcom. The game's gothic environments and its hero, Dante. Big clue. Turn more than a few heads. Can you name the game? Uh, Dante's Inferno. No, <gasps> that is incorrect. Joe, can you steal? Devil May Care. Yeah. Uh oh, uh, uh, devil, what? Devil. Devil May Care. I'm sure of it, 100%. Devil May Cry. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I could have had a 4 nothing lead. Another number, Joseph. Uh, number two. Okay. Simple one, this. In what year was the Nintendo Wii released? The Nintendo Wii was released in 2000 uh, and... Correct, so far. <laughs> uh, 2000... Uh, the Wii... 2008. You can steal this. 2006. Can you get multiple choice? It's even six or seven. I'm going to go with seven. Oh, it is wow. not always coming seven. It's <laughs> no, always, always coming 2006. Okay, uh, this must be your question then. Yeah. Uh, What's the score? 
2-0 to you. Yeah, let's go with question number eight. Number eight, okay. Rhythm gaming was primarily centred in the arcades with the likes of Dance Dance Revolution and Beat Mania, learning and being entertained. <laughs> <laughs> that is until an Activision game took the gaming world by storm in 2005, particularly thanks to its unique controller. Name the game I'm talking about. Is it Guitar Hero? Yes, it is. All right, wow. You've tied the game. Tied it up. Joseph. I'll just take the next lowest number. Three. Okay, number three. One of the 2000s most popular games on PC by Electronic Arts tasked players to build a household for one or more characters. The Sims. Yes, two points. The score is 4-2 I to definitely Joe. never had sex between the year 2000 and 2010. Okay, another number. What Question number five, please. Number five. Which video game sequel of 2004 featured a main character that I have oft been compared to in a look-alike way? And just, just to help, I'm just going just gonna to put these on. Just... <laughs> I'm gonna need the. Oh man, well, I can't. Think. <laughs> okay, is it Half Life 2? Deus Ex. It's Half Life 2. It is Half Life 2. It is Half Life 2. I Before you. Bef one. And can you tell me for a bonus, can you tell me the character's name? I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan, wow. Morgan Freeman, the famous <laughs> American actor voiceover. Uh, get busy living or get busy killing <laughs> aliens. In fact, it's Gordon, Gordon Freeman. Freeman and we have... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, how many questions we got left? Just uh, Joe's penultimate question is imminent. And Go. I'm up by one? Yes. Okay, what would you like? I would like... How many... Uh, we, we got, Six, what, nine, that? or ten, Joe. Nine's my lucky number. Is it? Okay. This is so specific. For the period between 2000 and 2012... Brackets is all I could find. Uh, what was the number one best-selling console game between 2000 and 2012? I I'm going to say what I think the answer is, but then I'm going to take the multiple choice. You just can't do that. I'm just, no, because it's like when they, you say, dealer, hold my cards. I want everyone to see this at the end. Okay, so basically, what, doing a tell to be clear, you yeah. can't get the two points. No, I don't want the two points. Okay. I just want to... I don't want the two points. I think it's the Wii Fit, but let's hear what the choices are. Okay, your options are Grand Theft Auto San Andreas... Wii Sport, New Super Mario Brothers, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. I'm going to have to go with my gut and say the, the Wii Sport. Wii Sport for 1.78.74 million copies sold. Uh, wait, 78 million? 78.74 million. That is outrageous. Bonus. Uh-oh. Three other Wii titles appear in the top ten for that period. If you can name one of them, you get an extra point. We cooking? No. Okay, so just to clarify, <laughs> we are going into the final round, and Joe has a two-point lead. Okay, which games? Uh, oh, sorry, which games? Which numbers? Six and ten available. And Let's ten. go with number ten, then. Number okay, ten. Okay, so really, Maris, you probably need to go for it here and try yeah. and get the two points to tie the game. I'm a little bit worried about this one because this this is right at the very early stage of your... Maybe it's going to be a slumdog millionaire type of thing where he knows exactly what you're asking. It could be. Okay, towards the end of... Have you heard of a Nintendo 64? Yes. Good. <laughs> okay, Okay. there you go. There's no, 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 no. <laughs> Towards the end of the Nintendo 64's life, developers Rareware decided to make one final game similar to their hit GoldenEye 007. It set the player as a secret agent working for the infamous Carrington Institute. Can you name the game? Don't forget multiple choice available. 
Mm, I'm. I don't know. I'm gonna need to have the multiple. Okay. Choice. Don't don't look distraught. All right. It's okay. It's just a game. Half Life Blue Shift, Perfect Dark, Secret Sam, or Star Fox Chronicles. Perfect Dark. Yes. For one point. Okay. So now what you need to happen is for Joe to screw up. There's a high probability that. that <laughs> and then you steal. Yeah. Steal his question. Okay, Joe. Six. 2004 saw the release of which massively multiplayer online role-playing game, Mamoru which became the most subscribed to game with over 10 million users? EVE Online. Oh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> World of Warcraft, stolen for two points. EVE Online was one of your options. Which means the final score is six points to Marius the Superfan, five points to Joe Stapleton. Marius, <laughs> you, you, you managed to grab hold of victory from the jaws of yeah. defeat. You have won this game, and that means we will supply you with a PokerStars chipset, plus an Everyone Loves a Chop Pot hoodie, in addition to the 10,000 euros you'll be taking home from Barcelona. I'm so mad about this because I still play with a Mansion Poker chipset. <laughs> it doesn't even exist. I don't even have a PokerStars chipset. Well, you, you lost the game. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have given you the chips. Yeah, right. We I would have cooking. had to donate to charity. <laughs> uh, so what kinds of games are you going to run at home? Uh, uh, you mean home games? Yeah. Yeah, maybe one, two dollars. Yeah, you gonna f you got enough friends to put a yeah. whole ring there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, you looking, are you looking for an invitation, Joe? You're looking to <laughs> make <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. Well, I'm even worse at one, two than I am at uh, video game trivia, so you should definitely invite uh, me. And, to and if, if you feel like anyone's getting the, like, the emotional edge on you, you can say, by the way, these chips, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> these are uh, good story behind these chips. When I was in Barcelona t making 10,000 euros, uh, and just make sure they know who you are and who they're dealing with at all times. Uh, Marius, I've really enjoyed following your story over the last few days. Congrats once again. I mean, Thank you so much. A field of, what, 1,682 players, and you're making the top 250. Good stuff. I just have one last question. It might seem a little weird. Grandma, single? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely weird. She is, actually. She oh. is single. That's all I needed to know. Guess what, guys? That's all the time we've got for this episode of Poker in the Ears and eyes next time we will be in london the three of us wrapping up the rest of barcelona i would like to thank our guests finton and spraggy thank you thank you marius for being our super fan for james hardigan and matt brown i am joe stapleton smell you later